Hey there, friends. This is Joe Butler with Fuel to Thrive, a podcast all about nutrition, running, and motherhood. Welcome to episode four. I can't believe we're already here. Today, we have an awesome guest on the show. Her name is Cassidy Nicholas. Cassidy is an awesome friend of mine and someone I really admire and respect. Cassidy is the head trainer at Epic Interval Training, and she's going to share today some about her story as a business owner, athlete, and a mom. She has a sweet young girl, almost two years old, named Jaxby, and she's been balancing the businesswoman life and athletics with her baby. So I can't wait for you guys to hear her story and learn from her. So listen in, friends, and enjoy the episode. Hey, friends. This is Cassidy Nicholas. She is here today to kind of talk about her life, her story as an athlete, coach, and mother. So welcome, Cassidy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, Cassidy, I have loved following you and also being friends with you. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself, like what you're doing for work, um, and your life as an athlete and a mother. Yeah. So what I do for work, um, I work from home. I have a little gym in my garage. So what I do right now is all virtual fitness. I have a company called Epic Interval Training, which is all interval circuit training and the nature of it being all at home now is just with a kettlebell. Nice. And body weight. Um, so virtual group fitness and like my, I guess my thing, my, my um, niche is just like, as far as like, if you were to go to my Instagram is like movement. I love teaching yes. movement, emphasizing good movement and kind of getting to like the average Joe. I don't want to, yeah, the average Joe, yeah. a, a, there's a big range in there from like just getting started in fitness to like maybe even an athlete. Um, but just talking to people in normal people's terms about yes. like how to move their body better. I love that. Yeah. I love how good you are at, um, demonstrating movements and explaining them well, even for like coaches, it's so helpful <laughs> to like, see someone out there who is actually talking about cues and good form in a very like functional and like easy to understand way. I appreciate that. Yeah. And that, that is actually kind of my goal is to speak to coaches as well. Cause there's, That's awesome. uh, I should start by a lot of good coaches out there, but also just like, there's so many people in fitness and a lot of yes. people like just getting started in their defense and like, you got to get started somewhere. Yep. Um, but there's just like a lot of bad coaching totally. out there. Um, and I was there, I used to be that person in my yeah. early twenties and I just got my PT certificate and I had no idea what I was doing. Yep. Um, but yeah, I do love to speak to that as well and help people like learn coaching, awesome. better coaching cues and things like that. That's awesome. How has the transition been from like, cause I know in Miami you were in person teaching classes. How's the transition been from in-person to virtual? Yeah. So we did have a brick and mortar and we shut down when COVID hit and move actually moved across, um, from the East coast to the West coast of Florida. And like I said, in my little garage gym, and it's honestly been so good mm. because I mean, you can't, um, replace that in-person totally. community. Like you see your people, like maybe, you know, they're coming in after work and or, or early in the morning or the lunch break, whatever you get used to seeing yeah. people, nothing replaces being with people, yeah. but for where I am at my lifestyle right now, like being a new mom and this, yeah. this transition happened right when I had Jaxby. So okay. I had her March 20th, 2020. So, so crazy. literally the week COVID hit. And then yep. four months later we moved and like being a new mom and everything like that, it was a perfect transition for me to be working from home. Yeah. 
going to from teaching like three classes a day to teaching one class a day. Now yeah. I teach four classes a week. So nice. I've actually love connecting with people on Zoom too. Like I don't find it, you know, a lot of people don't like it, but yeah. I've found it like not very hard to do. Like yeah. as far as like coaching people and getting them to move well and fix their form and stuff. Like I find that it's not as difficult as one yeah, may think virtually, totally. like you're getting really good quality coaching still virtually. So I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. That's awesome. So kind of tell us too about the transition to motherhood. What's that been like? Yeah. So you mean just like as an athlete and fitness person? Yeah. Like athlete and a coach, you know, cause that's, I mean, you're teaching fitness classes, you're marketing for all of that. Like, how has that transition been from athlete and coach to now a new mom? Yeah. Um, that's, I guess a longer story, I guess we <laughs> can start sure. back. Um, it's been good. It's been great. I feel like I'm in a, a better place now than ever. Like I love yeah. the content you put out on Instagram about, um, the way you talk about, nutrition, mm -hmm. um, the way and fueling and healing your body to be able to have a period and have yeah. a baby, all those things resonate with me and my story yeah. a ton. So, um, I guess I could give a little background to start if that's sure. Okay. So that's great. Yeah. Might be helpful. So I grew up as like an athlete, you know, just a little tomboy in every single sport you can imagine. And then yes. in college, I wasn't no longer in organized sports, but I found like fitness. Like I never yeah. knew fitness was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just played sports uh, through CrossFit. So I got mm -hmm. into CrossFit and then post-college, I got my personal training certificate. I was living in Malibu, California yeah. and I became a personal trainer. That's that era I was talking about yep. where, you know, I could have used my videos now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I was grateful to be in an awesome gym called Malibu fitness, who's cool. like a small mom and pop gym who like brought me up in the gym, right? Awesome. Like they let me get my reps in and I taught TRX and I taught yeah. spinning and I taught boot camp, and I just like got my feet wet in a lot of different things, but yeah. still for my own training, I was doing CrossFit. And then I came into the sport of OCR obstacle course racing, yeah. um, which is, was mostly an endurance sport. So for yeah. anyone who doesn't know, it's like basically, uh, well, I got started in Spartan race, which is yeah. essentially a trail race with obstacles, either totally. military style or like Ninja warrior style. So like grip obstacles along with like strength obstacles. Yeah. But what I was doing was just pairing CrossFit with endurance training, like running and yeah. running has never been my strong suit. So I got away with a lot with just like pure fitness, Yeah, yeah. but I was combining them. Um, and then after that, so we're after college, CrossFit, Malibu, Endurance, OCR. Okay, then I moved to Miami where I met yeah. you. Yes. And that was kind of my transition to finding Epic okay. and getting away from CrossFit and the barbell and yeah. I'll kind of explain the difference briefly because I think it's important. So um, Epic is just interval circuit training um, yep. and the emphasis is a lot on uh, strength and conditioning, but also like mobility, athletic yeah. training. So what I stopped doing was um, like maxing out five reps yeah. or less and doing a lot more functional training. And I hate that word is thrown around so much. <laughs> so but much. for me, for me, that meant like, um, I guess moving in a lot of different directions and different yeah. ranges of motion rather than just like up, down, push, pull yep. over yep. and over and over. Um, so became a lot more dynamic, I guess yeah. that's a 
better way. And for me that like wove my body together so much better. Like I found this like new strength for my body weight. Like I can't squat as much as I could back in the day, but I have no reason to squat, you know, a lot, but I can do what I need to do. And I'm a lot stronger for my body weight and all this stuff anyway. So I felt a lot better doing this, uh, epic interval training and using more kettlebells and body weight movements. And then, um, what happened? I, I burnt out. I guess that'll be the next part of the story. It's like where I say I resonate with you. I had like complete and utter, uh, burnout, like Mm. fatigue. Like I describe it like, um, being unplugged. Like somebody unplugged me and just go, yep. Uh, I call it, you know, what's that um, Netflix show, Str- Stranger Things? I call yes. it to my husband. To my husband, I call it the upside down because I don't know yes. any other way. I'm like, he's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, oh, I'm upside down today. Like, <laughs> it's a good it, way to describe just, it. It's not just tired. It's yeah. so different than any other tired yeah. is that like adrenal fatigue is yeah. I'm going to call it, although that's not an official diagnosis. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had that going for me. Yeah. And then... Um, I had to stop. Like I absolutely had to stop. So at that point I was competing a lot in OCR. The races got shorter, which is good for me because I'm not an endurance athlete really. I'm not built that way. So 30 minutes of less of like red line, red line, red line, like strength and conditioning and the the stuff got heavier with less running, which is also great for me, but just like destroyed my body. Mm, Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I had to stop. I had no choice. I yeah. went to all these doctors and I pulled back for like a year. And yeah. in that time, you know, I never thought it was even, I never think twice about it, but I, you know, did not have regular periods yeah. if I did have them. Um, but yeah, it kind of took a year to heal from that. Yeah. And right at the end of that year also lined up with like starting to be ready to want to get pregnant. So yeah. kind of worked out well. And I was really, really lucky that it was easy the first time. Um, and that's the story. I know your original question was (laughs) how has it changed being a mother? (laughs) And I guess that's like an important part of 100%. Yeah. So now that you've like transitioned to motherhood, Tell us kind of, cause I, you know, I'm in that phase now where I'm like, okay, I'm pregnant and this is way different than I'm used to. Tell me kind of like how that transition went to like being an athlete and like then being pregnant and also like making sure your body is healthy. Yeah. So I, I feel really grateful for that, like slowdown period of yeah. my life because I felt really ready, like mm-hmm. for that change and transition yeah. to like let me just be pregnant now. Like, yeah. it was almost like, I don't have to have FOMO about like these races and yes. stuff. Like, well, I guess I could have, but that's why I feel lucky. Cause I feel like a lot of people still do like they want to become a mother, but then they really can't let go of that. Like competitive yes. wanting yes. to race FOMO. Uh, and I feel for, like, I feel for that person. Yeah. I, but I can say that for whatever reason, the timing was right where I had mm. zero FOMO. I was fully ready to like, let go of that yeah. portion. But I, think that that had to do with the fact that I was so burnt out physically yeah. anyway. Um, but it was really awesome for mm. me pregnant uh, to be pregnant. And for the first time being like, wow, I, the only motivation to work out right now, since like aesthetics is out of yeah. the picture is literally like to feel good, yep. to like, yep. feel strong. <laughs> so I'm literally can, and I, it turned out I worked out like you know, regularly, I would yeah. say like just as much 
not any more, any less really, you know, a few times a week um, of epic workouts and just, it felt good to feel strong and stay mobile Mm -hmm. and all those things. So I thought that that was really cool. And as far as like motherhood, that's honestly, that's really carried over postpartum, that mentality. Mm. Yeah. Um, I did hit a race up like at one year postpartum yeah. just to kind of like have a goal to get back to something. But I, yeah. I did it and I was immediately like, check, don't need to do another <laughs> one of those for a while. That's um, awesome. And I'm back to just like doing what feels good. Yeah. Like, to feel strong and mobile is my goal and yeah, work on my business and spend time with my daughter. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's so good to hear. I kind of, I feel similarly where I'm like, kind of nice not to have any pressure and you're just like well I'm growing a baby that's the most important thing right now everything else kind of like is pushed to the wayside so it's like you know if I work out great but if I don't it's okay it's not the end of the world Um, yeah it is a really interesting feeling but I'm glad that it feels good for you because I know that some women it's like a huge struggle I know and I feel for them yeah I really do I don't know what the answer is me either (laughs) me either it's so hard it's so hard to lose that competitive edge to some extent but I think it's good to like be content where you're at um so kind of tell us too because I know like you experienced you know a season of burnout and fatigue tell us a little bit more about like the nutrition side of that obviously like your activity level and like redlining all the time and your workouts definitely contribute contributed to it but did you feel like you had any struggles like specifically with like nutrition and fueling your body during that time yeah, definitely. So, I mean, this time I was in my like early to mid twenties, I guess okay. the burnout was like towards my end of my twenties, 2016 yeah. is where yeah. everything like came to a head. So that was, I'm 33 now. So, you know, like 27. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and back then I was very much, um, restrictive, you know, yeah. trying paleo, trying keto, trying pescatarian, like Feel like the same story that so many people go through yep. chasing the abs um limiting carbs picking the croutons out of my salad and it's <laughs> yep. like this stuff that i you know i would i only now you know knowing what i know now can look back and yeah you know, realize like how ridiculous that was yeah um but yeah the stories kind of like coincide i guess like for example the transition from like the CrossFit and endurance where I was over in California and then I moved to Florida. I remember I was doing Epic and, um, I also started to like feel my body better. And, um, I guess then the transition to pregnancy, like I said, it's kind of the same thing with fitness. Like I have no motivation to eat other than a way that like fuels my body and feels good. And then that's just kind of been ever since ever since then I guess that would all kind of like coincide together yeah and now I have the mentality that like um more is better so I'd rather be over fueled than under fueled 100 percent yeah and um that is like I think such a hard thing for people to understand yeah in uh, habits for a long time or have these false beliefs about nutrition. Yeah. What do you think was like the mental shift for you there that was like, oh, this is actually better for me than under fueling and restricting? That's a great question. Like, I wish I could pinpoint it, but I think honestly, it was just um, trying it out. 
Um, yeah. And seeing that, like, actually, if I eat more, like, what is I'm getting leaner? What? Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm doing I'm doing less volume in working out. Yeah. I'm getting leaner. And then like you do it for like, can this be real? And then you yeah. go on for a few more weeks and you let go even more and more. And you're like, wait, like, yeah, like everything you ever thought was total like bullshit. And yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I did do a, like a figure, like a bikini competition uh-huh. in 2016 in January okay. of 2016. Um, it was just like another bucket list. Thing. Yeah, that was actually when I was in Miami. Um, and you know, I did the classic dieting for that is in yeah. like, you know, the five, the 30 grams of protein every three yep. hours eating yep. fish at, at the time I was pescatarian. So eating okay. fish at like five in the morning before I taught class, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> and what I learned from that was if I had done nothing, if I changed uh-huh. nothing about my diet, nothing about my fitness, I would have performed better because I yeah. did body weight. I did, um, like body scan measurements before uh-huh. and after training for that. Yeah. And I lost, uh, muscle. That's yep. the only thing I lost. Yep. <laughs> um, and so I looked, you know, flat and just like skinny. I yeah. mean, I, to most people I look muscular, but yeah. Um, anyway, just by the, the, the going through that diet, I literally said to myself, I will never restrict a single thing ever mm. again in my entire mm. life. And I have not. That's awesome. <laughs> that was yeah. 2006. And it wasn't like a dramatic thing. Like, yeah, this is a problem. And I need, yeah. I just, I knew while I was going through it, but I was like, I had this goal, like, yep, I totally. had coach, let me stick to this thing. But yeah, after going through that, I'm like, okay, now I know yep. this is crap. <laughs> Yes. Um, yes. So I, I know I do not need to restrict anything ever after yeah. that. And things have gone a lot better for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like all of us kind of have that learning curve at some point where, and you're right. Like, I don't always think there's like necessarily like a pinpoint per se, but like, we all have something we've experienced that is like, okay, this does not work. And this is not enjoyable <laughs> or sustainable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so kind of what have been, you know, along with that, like what have been some of like your especially in you've, you've been, you know, immersed in the fitness world for so long. What have been some of like the biggest, like mental battles, like and obstacles you faced in the fitness world and like things that you've had to kind of overcome as you're coming out of that? Hmm. Biggest obstacles I faced being in the fitness world. Yeah, I think mostly it's been, I want to say a lot of it has to, I don't even know if this is like the, what you're looking for here, but a lot of it is in like, uh, social media, like the, the lies in the fitness industry and kind of like moving through those, like, um, the lies of like, everyone is social media makes it look like everyone was working out all the time and everyone is in business wise, everyone's posting yep. more real. Like, how does she have time to do all a real every yes. freaking day? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't even know if this this is just what made me think of your question. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm answering it like you um, meant, but no, I love it. Um, like another one, big one on social media is like pushing through mm. when you don't want to do a workout is mm. a good thing. Um, yes. Like a hundred percent. Oh, like I didn't want to do, I was feeling so terrible and I didn't want to do it. And I did, I like, that's good. I, I get it sometimes. Yeah. And people, uh, you know, if they say they felt better after that's fine, but I'm the opposite. Like if I don't feel good, I, 
if I don't want to work out, I don't, and yeah. I don't like, like pushing through that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just, I guess the more is better. And I, yeah. I guess in a way of fitness and in a way of like business on yeah. social media has been the biggest challenges for me just being in the industry. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's always so interesting to me, you know, working with people, whether it's nutrition or physically, and everyone just thinks like you as an athlete or fitness professional are always advocating for more and like wanting like, Oh yeah. Okay. Just got to push through this workout. And it's like, sometimes that's not appropriate. Like we need to listen to our bodies. And like, if you are in a situation, like you were saying, where you know, adrenal fatigue, which he has this in a technical diagnosis, but your adrenals can wear out and stop functioning well. And if you're Mm -hmm. in that state, you do not need to keep pushing through. Like that's the worst thing you can do for your body. Um, and I, I think it's very interesting too. Like I've taken almost, this will be, you know, after the baby, like two years off competing, almost three. And I'm like, why don't we encourage this more? Like, why don't we encourage athletes to take care of themselves first before just performing and grinding? And so I, I totally relate to that. I think, I think that's a very valid point and obstacle. Yeah. And the cool thing is about like you and many a- athletes, like you still have so many great competitive years ahead of you. Totally. I feel like we have so many strong competitive years in your thirties yeah. and it could be like after babies, between babies. And what's yes. inspiring is seeing women who have done that. Like, yes, yes. Compete at the highest level and you, yes. see, you know, have all these small children. So yes, it's awesome. Um, it's super yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's in the marathon world right now. The new American record holder is Kira D'Amato and she just came back to running like a couple years ago and went from like a good runner to now the American record holder. And she took like an eight to 10 year sabbatical to have oh a family and like That's have amazing. kids. And she's like 37 or 38 and just hit the American record. It's just awesome. You're like, I love that. Yes. You know, taking, we got to reframe our minds a little bit. Um, yeah. So kind of tell us too, like, Maybe some of those obstacles now as a new mother, have you felt like any new challenges or obstacles, you know, running a business and working out and being active on social media? Um, I guess I'm fortunate enough to be able to like afford daycare. And I, I know that like yeah. not a lot of people can do that. So yeah. my answer would be very different. I think yeah. if I could not. Um, I would not be able to do this podcast right now. If I did not do that. Um, but I guess my, my mentality has changed from being an athlete to being like pregnant and then postpartum as a mother is like fitness has become like a supplement, not a staple. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a supplement to my lifestyle. It is like people think, if they, you saw my Instagram, you might think like, I love fitness. I'm upset. Yeah. Like, I don't love fitness. Like it sounds so bad. Like but I'm not, there was a time I was obsessed with fitness and I love fitness, yeah. but I don't love fitness. I, I love coaching now more yeah. than anything and teaching, but like working out itself, it's, it's just something that makes me feel good. And it's a supplement to my lifestyle allows me to do the things that I want to do and feel good doing them. Yeah. It's not like a staple to my day. I can remember when I, I would wake up and it would be the first thing on my mind is like, what's my workout for the day? Yeah. yeah. And, and then subsequent days and how can I fit in mm. like a, a power lift and then like a wad and then like a trail run yeah. or mountain bike or what, you know, all this stuff. So yeah, I guess that would be like the biggest change That's is like cool. going from a, a staple to a supplement. 
That's cool. That's really cool to hear. I think that's a good balance and it's nice to have that shift. Take some pressure off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what would you say, like, do you have any advice for women out there who maybe are feeling a lot of pressure and maybe feeling like some of the fatigue you were feeling and heck, maybe women that are wanting to pursue motherhood, any advice you would give to them? Yeah. Um, I guess it would be like for those people who were maybe who I was, or maybe you're still stuck in a place of like maybe addicted to fitness, Mm -hmm. um, but you might want to have a family someday. Like my advice would be like, think five or 10 years down the road. Yeah. It, if you want to be a mom, like I didn't, I always knew I wanted to be a mom, but I didn't, um, I was never like a kid person. I'm not going to like see someone's baby and be like, Oh, or a toddler, like nothing paid no attention (laughs) to any babies or toddlers. Now I love them all. Like, yes. Um, but I, yeah, so I knew I wanted to be a mother, but I was never like, Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah don't know if they want to be a mom because they think they'd have to be like that. But yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I knew the difference. I grew up in a big family and I knew that eventually I would want them. So anyway, my point is that if you think that you might want that, like you do kind of have to look and plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, as women, we do have a biological clock. And like yeah. a lot of it, we, we live in this world now of like this, like you do you and treat yourself yeah. and like, and that's, that's, I think there's, that's, there's so much good in that, but there's also, um, it's hard to like plan a family like yeah, that, yes. but it's, you know, so maybe just like think ahead a little bit. Yeah. I would say like, even if you don't like love babies and children, but you can not love babies and children, but also, um, want to have a child yeah. or a family in the future. For me, the, the, knowing when I was ready, quote unquote, came on pretty suddenly. I don't yeah, know how it yeah. was for you. Yeah. Similar. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess that would be, I know that's like yeah. really vague and I hope that wasn't like insulting to anybody <laughs> or making people feel stressed about their age, yeah. but, um, yeah, just thinking about it. Yeah. Five, 10 years down yeah. the road, what, what do you want? And maybe, just thinking like my fitness right now and I'm talking to people who is like I said are like addicted to fitness like I used to be like it's a staple to your life not a supplement yep and like why are you doing that like if you're training for something sure but even if you are training for something like in my sport of OCR it's kind of an odd world where there's like a very small amount of people who could like live off of it and yeah. make money off of it. Yeah. I'm sure this is for your sport as well. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then there's a lot of people just like chasing it and putting a lot of money into it yep. uh, instead. And for me with that sport, it came to a point where it's like, if I'm not making money off of it, I'm, I'm going to like pull back and yeah. not put myself through all that pain and training. Yeah. Yep. But a lot of people are stuck in that uh, chase. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to be sensitive with my words here, yeah. but um, that would be my only advice. Just yeah. To think, yeah. Think into the future and just think what, what's your like goals with how yeah. you're working out every day and why. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that's super important. I think that was kind of the the breaking point for me where I was like, well, what do I want for my future? Do I just want to run and like compete and like, cool if that's the goal, but you know, I wanted, and I want a family and like, I very similar, like it kind of came on quick where I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. Like, and yeah, I think it's important to also remember, like, if you've had years of just like 
beating up your body, you know, whether that's through rigid training or like restriction through your diet, like it's going to take some time for your body to reset. And so, yes, it's another reason to look into the future. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's not just like, you know, you know, I think of it like, okay, I spent 11 years basically abusing my body. That sounds harsh, but it's true. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, I can't expect that to change within a month. Like there's no way, like it's going to take time for your body to rest and recover and rebuild. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree that ladies think about the future, what you want, what's most important to you. Um, fitness is fun, but it's also not everything. It's just a a piece of our lives. So I think that's, I think that's really wise advice. Okay. So one of my favorite questions to ask, and what I'm asking everyone at the end of these podcasts is what's your favorite food. This can be anything across the map. Just what do you enjoy the most? Okay. This is, um, not very uh, specific, but breakfast. Yes. Yes, breakfast for sure. Awesome. Um, I mean, like a full on anything, you know, a full. if I was going out to breakfast, it's yeah. going to be like a sweet and a savory. Yes. Probably like a savory main dish and then like uh-huh. share some pancakes or some French toast. Even 100%. at home, like I'll make pancakes every weekend. Yeah. And like weekday breakfast is still like it's major. Um, yeah. So, so I love <laughs> some breakfast. Then I also love, you know, steak, tacos, burgers. Yeah. Man, I love, love food. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm with you though. I love breakfast food. Like, and I, I agree. You got to have sweet and savory. It, that's like the perfect pairing to have a little bit of both. Oh, exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, any final thoughts before we close out? Um, I don't think so. I'm just awesome. curious how you're feeling and doing. Yeah, doing good. Pregnancy is a wild ride, but it's been a fun one. Um, yeah, it's just been it's crazy to see what the body can do. And similar to you, where I've, I felt a lot of freedom during this time and it's been really sweet to experience that and also take some pressure off and just enjoy the season. So I'm very, very thankful for that. And yeah, it's, it's wild, but it's so cool. Cool. How many weeks are you? Uh, 17. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Almost halfway. So fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's a wild ride. Okay. Cassie, I really appreciate this so much. Um, and yeah, I'm so thankful we got to chat and catch up and thanks for sharing a little bit more about your story. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. Cassie. Enjoy your day. You too. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Wow. Thanks so much for listening in today. Cassidy's story is so awesome. And like probably most of you noticed, I relate on such a deep level being both a competitive athlete, a businesswoman, and a soon to be mother. I'm so excited and thrilled to listen to Cassidy's story. I always will remember her saying fitness is a supplement, not a staple. I think that's such a good reminder. Thanks again for listening in today. If you didn't know, I am launching my first ever course, The Athlete's Guide to Period Repair. This relates so much to Cassidy's story and to mine as well. I'm so excited to be launching this program to be offering women who are struggling with missing or irregular periods. So if you're interested in this program and you're ready to take control of your health and to repair your period, reach out. You can head to my website to find out more information at www.thriveperformance.com. I hope to see you there. And again, thanks for listening in.